Hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones, and welcome to another episode of Dating with Herpes. As always, it is my hope and prayer that you find this episode inspirational and informative. I really tried. I really tried to get it done, (laughs) this episode done on Friday and posted on Friday, but there's been some things that's happening as always. As always, I feel like I'm telling you guys something is going on. But unfortunately, I had the sad news to share that one of my uncles by marriage um, passed away last week. Um, Last Tuesday was his funeral. So it's been a lot of things happening. Actually, it was this Tuesday, Tuesday that just passed, not last Tuesday. The last Tuesday is when he passed away and we had his funeral this Tuesday. So I just got back in town Um, on Wednesday. We came back in town. And so, and then having to go back to work to catch up because they can't do anything without me being there. So <laughs> I had to catch up on work and then catch up on house duties. And now my plumbing is messed up also. It's just always something, always something going on. But I'm only two days late. So I hope you guys don't hold that against me. Okay. I'm, I'm really trying to do every two weeks on Friday. Nonetheless, I hope you guys had a great two weeks. This episode, we are going to talk about how to cope with regret. Not so much just the regret of herpes. Of course, I'm going to tie that in, but just regret in general. There's a lot of things that we do as humans. We make choices. Sometimes it's not the best choice. Sometimes there could have been a better choice or a better option or a better outcome that we would have hoped for. But unfortunately, sometimes we don't make the best decisions. And how do we cope with not making the best decisions? How do we cope with regrets? The coulda, woulda, shouldas. All right, so let's get started. So one of my go-tos for finding articles um, when I'm looking up information on an episode is a website called psychologytoday.com. I know you guys have heard me reference um, that um, website. They have really amazing articles when it comes to psychology, how to deal with and cope with things. And so I actually stumbled upon this article, How to Cope with Regret, by the author named Kendra Cherry. Now, most of what I'm going to talk about in this episode is going to come from that article, I'm going to sprinkle in my two cents every now and again, like I always do. But most of that information about this article, the information I'm getting is from the article and you can find it on psychologytoday.com. And again, it is called How to Cope with Regret. So the author goes off to explain what regret is. And according to the author, regret is defined as a Adversive emotion focused on the belief that some event from the past could have been changed in order to produce a more desirable outcome. It is a type of counterfactual thinking which involves imagining the way your life might have gone differently. Sometimes counterfactual thinking might mean appreciating good, your good luck at avoiding disaster, but at other times it focuses on being disappointed or regretful. And I thought it was interesting. I like the fact that she used the word counterfactual, counterfactual. And counterfactual is defined by expressing 
what has not happened, but could, would, or might under different situations. (laughs) Um, It might have changed in, in different situations. What I hate about the things that we do sometimes when things don't go the way or the outcomes don't come out the way we had hoped is that we often say, I should have, I could have, I would have. We start thinking this way. And I hate that way of thinking. It's always negative and there's nothing that can be done about the past. Whatever we could have, should have, or would have, really, we can't do anything about because it's in the past. But what we can do is in the future, utilize the information that we've collected from the not so positive experience and using it in future situations. She goes on to say the reason why regret feels so awful is because by its nature, it implies that there's something you could have done, some choice you could have made, or some action you might have taken that would have made something good happen or avoided something terrible. Regret isn't us just wishing events had gone differently. It also involves an inherent aspect of self-blame and even guilt. And that's the problem, right? We begin to self-analyze and say, man, I I hate that I did this. Why did I do it this way? Why didn't I choose another option? Why, you know, did this happen the way that it happened? And even feeling guilty about the outcome. And in our instances, that guilt looks like shame, right? Because we are ashamed of the actions that we've taken has led to this outcome of having this virus. But what if regret... It's also meant to be a positive thing. Have you ever thought about that? Has, have you ever thought about regret being something positive? I know I haven't, but let's look into it. And she goes on to say, according to the psychologist Daniel Pink, author of The Power of Regret, the saying live life without regrets is 100% wrong. That's what Daniel Pink is saying. And from what I understand, he is like a top selling author when it comes to psychology and and all of that stuff like that so what he's saying is that living the saying that we say live life with no regrets is a wrong way of thinking i actually thought it was a positive thing but here's what he says he said it's he suggests that regret is not only perfectly normal it can even be healthy according to pink regret can act as a source of valuable information When utilized well, it can guide, motivate, and inspire you to make better choices in the future, which is what I just said, right? So we can use what we learned from this disastrous thing that just happened, right? We can use what we learned from that and use it in future situations. And you might be asking, Yahira, how can contracting herpes be seen as a positive? How can I use that in the future, right? You may be asking me that. Well, what I'm about to say may seem like a stretch, but this is how I see it. Contracting this virus has allowed me to know who is really here for me. Has anybody else thought like that? Like after you have to disclose to somebody and depending on how they react, lets them know if they're really here for you or if they were really here for whatever, just a good time, right? <laughs> if I'm judged after telling a friend or some man that 
does that doesn't want to date me after me disclosing to them, then good riddance. In my opinion, that's how I feel. There were a lot of times I was ghosted after be after disclosing my diagnosis. And in the beginning, I'm not even going to lie, it would hurt when I was rejected. But over time, when I stopped feeling sorry for myself, I would be like, okay, cool, deuces, and then move on to the next. Because why do I want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with me because of something I can't control? I can't control that I have herpes. If I could take it away, I would take it away in a blink. You understand me? But I can't. So it's either you can either live with it or you can live without me. And that's how I see it at this point. Because I learned, I had to learn my value, right? I had to learn that in spite of me having this virus, I am still a good person. I'm a still good, I'm still a good woman. And so if you can't see beyond that, then you don't need, you don't deserve me. Let's, let's put it that way. You don't deserve me. Let's, let's be real. Okay. But to the ones who do care or who don't care, I should say about my diagnosis and they see me as the same person is see beyond me having the virus, the ones who really care and are here for me, that's what I value. And I know that their love isn't superficial. It's genuine. And that's all I really want in life. Now, does, ha- does regret have long-term effects on your well-being? I, I believe that's absolutely true. And she goes on to say that regret can have damaging effects on your mind and your body when it comes, when it turns into fruitless self-blame and keeps people from re-engaging with life. And I talked about how um, regret and stress, we already know that our bodies with this diagnosis, being stress-filled and and having all of these emotions, it's not good for us because those causes more outbreaks, right? So you know, we need to learn how to, and I say we need to learn how to, and I know it's hard, but we do need to learn how to not blame ourselves so much, not put so much stress on the fact that we have, you know, engaged in this activity that has now produced a diagnosis that we feel shame about, right? So we have to learn how to get out of that negative self-focused thinkings that could possibly lead to depression, which is not good on our mental health. Right. We often fall into, I feel, um, the thinking of I'm just going to be single all my life. Right. All I need is me. All I need is me, myself and I. I don't need nobody else. Right. Because we don't want to deal with the judgment, the shame, the rejection, you know, but this is all a lie. Those things like I don't need nobody else. I'm going to be single. I just need me, myself, and I. Those are lies that we tell ourselves because we are social beings, right? We were made to love and to be loved. So us putting up this wall and saying, all I need is me, all I need is me, myself, and I, don't fall into that. Don't fall into that trap because you're lying to yourself when you start thinking that way. Now, she goes on to say the other research reported in ARP newsletter. <laughs> we're all going to get to that point where we're going to start reading those AARP newsletters, right? I'm almost there. I'm not too far from it. Shows that regret can result in chronic stress, which is ne- is not something that we need. And negatively affecting hormonal and immune system functioning. Now, when I read this, I thought, could this be what happened to me? Now, think about it. I was diagnosed at 21, 
with herpes. Nine years later, I was diagnosed with, maybe nine to 10 years later, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune disease, right? And so to this day, they don't know what causes rheumatoid arthritis. Not to say that everybody who has rheumatoid arthritis has herpes. Might be something worth looking into though. But the stress of, you know, you're thinking about the 21 to 30 year time frame. I hadn't become the, the hybrid that you guys know today. I haven't become that person. I was very much ashamed. I was very much depressed. I was very much, you know, just in self-loathing. So I think after reading this, I think there might be some type of correlation that the stress, the chronic stress that I put myself through and the regret that I felt compromised my immune system and sent my immune system into hyperdrive because that's what um, rheumatoid arthritis is. My immune system is hyperactive. So they have to put me on medication to suppress my immune system because without it, my immune system starts attacking the tissues and joints in my body, which is crazy. So that might be something worth looking into, right? Is there a correlation between having herpes and being diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis? Hmm. I might be on to something. Now, she goes into some tips for coping with regret. She says that regret is most often characterized as a negative emotion, but it can serve as an important function and even act as a positive force in your life at times. So she has about four or five, like four um, little tips to help with um, coping with regret. So tip one, she says, practice self-acceptance. Acknowledging and accepting what you are feeling is essential. So if you're feeling depressed, feel it. You know what I'm saying? Know what you're feeling, but don't stay there. That's the important thing. She says, when you accept yourself, And what you're feeling, you are able to recognize that your value is defined by your mistakes and failure. Accepting yourself and your feelings does not mean that you don't want to change things or do better. It just means that you are able to recognize that you are always learning, changing, and growing. Remind yourself that the events of your past, I think this is important, The events of your past don't determine your future and you're capable of making better choices in the future. I talked about that a lot. I think that is the key. Your past does not dictate your future. My biggest takeaway from contracting herpes, being diagnosed, diagnosed, excuse me, with herpes is that I'm no longer ashamed of who I am. I've learned to not be ashamed of who my, who I am or what I've experienced, because I've experienced a lot more than just contracting herpes, right? So I'm not ashamed of who I am or what I've experienced because it's made me the strong person I am today. I've been told that a lot. Nah, I ain't gonna lie, being strong is hard sometimes. (laughs) But I've been told that a lot, that I'm a strong person, like I'm very strong. Um, I do wear that at a badge of honor, but I will say this, being weak at times is not a bad thing either. Sometimes I just want to fall. Like, so I'm not even going to lie. Sometimes I don't want to hold the building or the bridge up all the time. Sometimes I want to rest. You know what I'm saying? So, but having said all that, I know that I'm resilient and I know whatever comes my way, I can fight through that because I've fought through the depression 
of of and the shame of having herpes. And it's made me a stronger person. I'm no longer ashamed of who I am, what I have, or what I've done, right? <laughs> it's made me who I am. At 45 years old now, I, I love who I am. And I won't take anything from it. Number two, she says, forgive yourself. Because regret involves a component of guilt and self-recrimination, finding ways to forgive yourself can help relieve some of the negative feelings associated with regret. Forgiving yourself involves making a deliberate choice to let go of the anger, resentment, or disappointment that you feel about yourself. I think that's important that we acknowledge those feelings that we have. Like after being diagnosed, I was angry. I had resentment towards the man who gave it to me. And I was disappointed in the choices that I made. Those feelings were very valid. And it's okay that I felt that. But now it was time to forgive myself of those things. Accepting your mistakes, she goes on to say, is one part of the process. But forgiving also requires you to practice self-compassion, which is important. A lot of times we beat ourselves up over the decisions that we made. We say, how did I choose? Why did I do that? How did I make this decision? Even if I make it again, how did I do that again? But sometimes we have to show compassion to ourselves. It's okay to make a mistake. We make mistakes. We're human. It's okay. She goes on to say, rather than punishing yourself for the mistake, treat yourself with the same kindness and forgiveness that you would show a loved one. You can do this by taking responsibility for what happened, expressing remorse for the errors that you made, and taking actions to make amends. You might not be able to change the past, but taking steps to do better in the future can help you forgive yourself and move towards um, forward, excuse me, instead of looking back. Who wants to look back? Who wants to continue to look back? Who wants to continue to look back? What they say? The rear view mirror is smaller than the windshield for a reason, right? You shouldn't be looking back all the time. You should be looking towards where you're heading, right? So then she, I was going to say something else here, but I think I'm just going to leave that alone. I'm going to try to keep this um, short and sweet. So number three, she says, take action. One way to help cope with feelings or regret is to use those experiences to fuel future action, fuel future actions. Consider what might have, oh, sorry, consider what you might have changed and done differently, but instead of obsessing over it, over what we cannot change, reframe it as a learning opportunity that will allow you to make better choices in the future. In reality, you may have been capable of making a better, you may not have, excuse me, been capable of making a better choice in, in the past simply because you didn't have the knowledge experience or foresight to predict the outcome now when I read this I was like yeah that's the reason why I need to show myself grace for one that was my first sexual experience for two I didn't know this man had herpes now I do take responsibility that I didn't ask the right questions but I also give myself grace because I was very naive I was young yeah 21 I could have been a lot younger but I was young you know, I wasn't 45. I was 21. This was my first sexual experience. And, you know, I have to show myself some grace for that, right? I didn't know. 
So therefore I didn't make the best decisions because I didn't have all the information, you know? Now, if he had told me that he had herpes, even without me knowing much about it, if we had sat down and talked about it and he said, hey, it's okay, you know, as long as I don't have an outbreak, you know, I won't give it to you. In the meantime, we can always use protection. Then I could have made a better decision. I could have chose A, to not sleep with him or B, to sleep with him with protection and making sure that he wasn't having an outbreak because, you know, having sex with a condom on, you can still catch herpes. We all know that, right? She goes on to say, remind yourself that now that now that because of what you've learned in the past, you now have the knowledge you need to make better a better choice the next time you encounter a similar dilemma. Remember that the events of the past don't determine your future and you are capable of making a better choice in the future. Amen. Amen again. <laughs> Number four and the last tip she gives is to reframe it. Cognitive reframing is a strategy that can help you change your mindset and shift how you think about a situation. This approach can help you change your perspective, show compassion for yourself, and validate the emotions that you are feeling. Now, if you're feeling something, it's important to feel it. Feel it to the fullest, okay? Feel it to the fullest. But then it's time to regroup after that, right? You have to reframe your mindset after that. It can also help that, um, she goes on to say that it can also help you to see situations in a more positive way and overcome some of the cognitive distortion that often play a role in negative thinking. Cognitive distortion. Do you know that sometimes when we recall an event, we add stuff to it, we take stuff away from it, it's not as it actually happened? (laughs) That's cognitive distortion, okay? So don't keep harping over the thing. Don't keep harping over the woulda, coulda, shoulda and stuff like that because it's your remembrance of the situation is not the same anymore after it's happened. We don't recall things the way it actually happened after it's happened, okay? So don't sit in that. She goes on to say, as Pink notes in his book, the popular no regrets philosophy isn't so much about denying regret as it is about reframing it, or as he calls it, optimizing it. It is an acknowledgement that mis- that the that mistakes of the past have shaped who you are today, right? The mistakes in your past, nobody is perfect. Learn from your mistakes. It shapes you. It changes you. It does. And it's not always a bad thing that it does. It is about, she goes on to say, it's about reframing that regret and seeing it as a learning opportunity that helped build resilience and wisdom. It is not that you won't, I'm sorry, it's not that you wouldn't change your past decisions if you could. It's about recognizing that those choices help you learn and can help you make better decisions in the future. Changing how you think about things that have happened in the past can also help you see regret in a different way. Instead of dwelling on the negative feelings, you can see it as information that can guide you towards the future. Amen. That's all we need. We need to see these experiences, not just contracting herpes, not just what led up to it, not just what happened after it, but everything that we encounter in life, in this life. 
is meant to shape us. We don't see it that way. All of the hurt, all of the pain, all of the joy, all of the happiness, it shifts us. It shapes us into who we are becoming. Every day we're evolving. Every day we're changing, whether we realize it or not. So in, embrace that. Embrace that. It's not always a bad thing. Regret isn't always bad. Well, that's going to do it. I kept it short and sweet. I'm surprised that I kept another 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, I hope you guys enjoyed um, this, this episode, Coping with Regret. If you have any questions, if you'd like to reach out to me, if you have any show ideas or episode ideas, please reach out to me at Yahira Jones Hope at gmail.com. That is Y-A-H-I-R-A-J-O-N-E-S-H-O-P-E at gmail.com. Um, you can also leave show notes, but like I've always said, I can't respond to show notes. So if you leave a show note, just to send me a shout out. That's fine too. I will see those and I appreciate them. Um, what else do I have to say? I don't really have much else to say, but until next time, be safe and God bless.